She's on live. I'm on a little bit of stuff called Sherbert. Sherbert. Oh. Yeah, there we go. Um, Sherbert or Surfer? Uh, Sherbert. 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 Rainbow colored, It's baby. called Sherbert, but it's spelled weird. Oh, Sherbert. Yeah, mm. yeah, yeah. And I've always been a strawberry or orange Sherbert kind of guy. So. Oh, yeah. Sherbert. Oh, gelato. Yeah. Gelato. What the hell is that? Gelato. say gelato. Shaved ice. Well, we say shaved ice. We sell that at a right carnival. Off, right off the car down the street. That was good stuff when you were a kid. It cost like two cents. I'm, See? I'm back in the fucking 30s on that one. Hey, so what do you guys think about the story it hit in the last 10 hours in the national news or international news that uh, there was a there was a nerve agent attack on someone, I guess, uh, a daughter. Yeah, he was a double agent. He was living in England. Right. And, and, and the it, Russian commie reds of oligarch the Putin, uh, they knocked him off. And uh, that's not a nice thing to do in another country. So they now they're picked trying to- out 23 of their assholes from the country. You know, and the prime minister over there, the chick, she's got a she got herself pissed off at them, and I'm glad. Oh, yeah, Fuck Theresa them. May. Yeah, she got yeah. pissed off. So. Yeah. No, yeah, no, I, I don't blame her. No, I like speaking up. You know, hey, you stepped on my foot, motherfucker. That's what that's what the monkey says to the lion and the signifying monkey. When the lion asked him why he sent his ass down to fight the elephant and get his ass kicked. And he said, you stepped on my foot, motherfucker. You should hashtag no disco balls. Trying to get a bit, you come on with that old roaring hoo-ha Leo shit. Right. So that's why he sent him down to get his ass kicked. And it's all about signifying and lying and stealing from one another. It's it's a fucking joy to watch, really. But they're guilty of sin on it, and they deny it. Hey, you know what I found out the other day? I was looking for something. I was having a thought, which I sometimes do after I take a token. (gasps) No. And I was thinking Putin rhymes with Rasputin. It okay. does. You know I got in trouble yeah, the other man. day for so talking about that? This. I come up and I, I said uh, maybe he's the reincarnation of Rasputin because mm-hmm. Rasputin was like, uh, uh, you know, running the royal family, the Romanovs. That's Romanos, right. He was the, owning the Romanovs. And That's right. And all. I said, and Putin is running Trump like mm-hmm. this. So mm-hmm. I typed mm-hmm. in Rasputin, and I was looking along in the in the music shit, and I found a thing by a found a thing by a group back in uh, uh, they're called a Euro group or something. But the the name of the song is, is the name of the song is Rasputin. Mm. And it's a disco song, kitten. <gasps> Stop it! It does not say shiny disco balls. Oh my God! There's a disco going, ball right don't there. Don't do that! And they're singing, "Ra ra Rasputin, lover of the disco Rasputin. balls." Ra ba shiny shiny. And it was a big okay, hit so era. there's Rasputin music. There's Rasputin. Rasputin is the name of Putin, the fucking Putin. song. Rasputin. And I liked it so much, I I took it out of the browse thing and put it in my library. You gotta send us that. Send us that. Rasputin. Everyone has to go, hear man. Rasputin. Here we go, Rasputin. Here we go. Raw, raw, Rasputin. And how here. they poisoned the motherfucker. You here know, it is. Him. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is.
Oh, yeah. I love it. And every year, oh, it's just that you get up and dance to that. the hook. It was a shame how he carried on. Look at that. Right on the nose, yeah. motherfucker. Right on the nose. <laughs> he was like, they show him groove, uh, groping some chick on this. That's they do. Rasputin. Rasputin. Wow. That's what I heard was fucking Gaga when you said that. Rasputin. Rasputin. Wow. That song, it's funny. Even though it's it's disco, it's hell of like... Accurate as far as history, it even tells history about. History is right. It's a history, it's a historical. It even fact tells he was the, the queen. Money. He was no wheeler dealer. She thought he was. He goes on about. Oh my gosh. Anyway, so that's kind of weird. A very yeah. naive woman. Disco song all about a Russian czar. That's you show what you can do with history and shit. You know. You know what that sounds like. Do that again. What? Yeah, you know what that sounds like? Uh, hold on. Uh, oh, that can mean so many things coming from you. <laughs> so many things. What does that sound like? Oh, uh, Polly, Polly, Polly. Uh, what? It's a Lady Gaga uh, song. Yeah, it is. Ooh, la, la. Yeah, here. Hold on. So, doesn't that sound a lot like. Um, Rasputin. Yeah, that, so that song sounds like Lady Gaga. Yes, I that's hold what on, I heard on, too. <gasps> oh, which is one of my favorites. Oh, you got yeah, it. Me, I wanted to go ahead. Okay, I think she wants her ugly. She wants the disease. (laughs) Well, baby, you got it. (laughs) No, but that 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 hook almost sounds like ra ra Rasputin. Yeah, it does. See, I did good. Yeah, yeah, nailed it. Hashtag. Yeah. So I'm just saying, Lady Gaga, you're treading. You say it, I'll sing it. You're you're ra ra Rasputin. Yeah, very ra Rasputin. Can't even get near the microphone. Come closer, honey. So, no, that's kind of funny. I, I think there might be a lawsuit ha- ready to happen. Hey, guys. Oh, she's so nice. We got about we got about three minutes left in live broadcast, and then we're going to, or I'm sorry, three minutes left in live studio broadcast, and then we're going to go into uh, a George Carlin bit. Speaks. But, but, yeah, right around the corner, guys, don't go away. We have Let's Watch a Full Length Movie with, with Mike what Spiegelman. What are we watching, honey? Yeah, what are we watching today, Mike Spiegelman? Bailout. <gasps> oh, the Hoff! The Hoff! The Hoff! 
Hoff. We love the Hoff. Bailout with the Hoff. Yeah, usually. You know, I own the cassette that no, he came out with. <laughs> oh, that's funny. That's funny. Bailout. That's usually what his family has to do is bail him out. Oh, oh no yeah. one believes that. The Hoff. No, oh, yeah. But good. I did. I had I had the Hoff, the tape. Hoff, <laughs> the out. tape? I did. I did. I know what the songs. I'm not oh going to sing because I can't prove it. He's I won't big. Let you he's know. big. We're like wherever uh, Jerry. Track. Thank you. See, it wasn't <laughs> yeah. just me. Okay. Oh, it was for a good cause. He stood for a good cause. Yeah. That's right. Tear the wall down. I had down. the eight track too until I backed up over it multiple times. All right. Here we go. No. <laughs> you guys, it's about that time. We got less than two minutes left in podcast. I want to uh, thank you guys for tuning in. People that are not here today, Brandon Ray is out to work. Uh, what, what? So definitely go to his Facebook page. That's right. Brandon's Brandon Ray's modeling, modeling page. page. Is it Brandon Ray or Brandon Brandon's Ray, modeling? I think it's Brandon's modeling page. Yeah. Okay, Brandon's modeling page. Uh, in the other room, in the performance space, uh, designing her next kitchen. Uh, not dream to be confused kitchen. with kitten. Uh, is gonna, kitchen, you know. It's gonna be yeah, not to be confused with kitten. Still so with a disco ball. With, with a disco ball. With or not without the disco potty. ball. Not uh, in a potty. Mistress <laughs> Christine, go to her Facebook page. Yes. <gasps> then, oh my god. And then you. Oh my god, I have so much of a thing going on right now, you guys. I've got to make some decisions. So you know, as we know, we've talked about. Exactly, Just don't make up exactly, now. Exactly. <laughs> we have had so many domains and so much stuff, and something has fallen into my lap, which is a great opportunity for me to work within the people. Because what do I do best, right? I do glitter. I do rhinestones. I do pretty. So wholesale has fallen into my lap. So I need to decide what I'm going to do. Am I going to sell that on Kitten's Corner? Which, by the way, I would love your feedback. Because I need a pretty name. I need a pretty lame. I'm sitting here going, all oh, that's A pretty lame? You all need that a pretty lame? sparkles. That is the best thing I can come up with for the business. All that sparkles. That's a shit fucking name. So please help me. Help me. Okay. Yes. Send me a fucking message. Stalkers Send of me kitten. a text. Like give me a better name because for the business, you know, how are how are parents going to feel, right? They're going to, I can't market Kitten's Corner because I have all the business on there, right? Parents don't like that. So help me come up with a better name so that I can market the business under something else. Okay. So that's where you come in, guys, because I'm stuck right now. Kitten TV is all about whatever. We're doing reviews of restaurants. We're doing all these things. Cooking with kitten. Like, it's all, this shit is, I got it together. Kitten in the kitchen. We do. That's kitten. We got it together. But when it comes to selling things to people that are going to be separate, what am I going to do? What am I going to do? I got jewelry. I got rhinestones. I got glitter. I got all kinds of shit. But I can't sell it under something that parents are going to look at that and judge. So please let me know. There you go. All right. Kitten's Corner. Two and Ks, and then whatever you're gonna tell me, and then just me. You, you fire know about everything. What you fire ants? Yeah, you can find me at fireantsandhell.com. From hell. From hell.com. That's I where you'll find all my stuff. I push the button. We own it. We own it. <laughs> Good. Let me know what to do with it. Yeah, now I'll, we just own it. Believe me, I'll tell you what to do with it. Um, <laughs> Not in your non-existent <laughs> ass. Stop coming Stop back to it. this. Stop coming Stop. back to this. Stop. I love you. All right, here we go. Uh, you can just check out everything we do here. I've already told you guys that. Or check me out at paulbrumbaugh.com. Thank you very much. Uh, we got to get out of here. Don't go away for Spiegelman. Let's watch full Uh Patrick, you know we love you. We ya. love you. Thank you. Hi, Marlene. Stay cool out there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And we actually got a request for this. Uh, we've been getting a lot of requests 
because people like to hear i have a lot of comedians that listen to the show and they want to know the inner workings of how some of this stuff works so first off we're going to play a little two minute bit uh, it's an interview with your brother and he talks about how to structure your act right so Good. you comedians mm. listen to this take listen notes, and learn take Be notes a- take notes now or download this shit and then after that they're only words they're only words from more napalm and silly petty from myself the edge more crew keep words. standing up we'll see you next this week here on the we'll try to you always try to finish the act uh, with an extra strong routine like the names of single bars you kind of build to a big finish. yeah that was a, i stuck that in because i had two minutes left on that show normally for years and years i've ended my show with the long list of uh, impolite words it's around 450 words and i read it with a sort of a verbal ballet i give it a lot of style and stuff and I, I, I only need the paper a little bit. So usually I finish with that kind of a tour de force of dirty that, language. Those are the dirty words. Yes, yeah. The, the, uh, I call it the incomplete list of impolite words. But now lately I've been just doing selected portions of them because I finish on a thing of what I call the rant, where I express a lot of anger and dissatisfaction about certain things in society. I do like to finish on an up emotional large note of some kind. You mentioned before, what's the total number of hours that you've written uh, material? Well, I have, I have seven and a half hours of HBO show under my belt. So that's seven and a half hours different. I probably have another three and a half hours that never got on. Okay, so uh, if, if you needed to, you could do 11 hours yeah, in, yeah, in, right. in a row. When you're booked to do a concert, yeah. What is the criteria for choosing the specific material to do? Well, I do a standard show, which is that year's show, and which will, after 18 months or a little more, become the next HBO show. This past time, I did about an hour. I did 55 minutes. Okay. I put out that HBO show. I put out an album of 45 minutes based on that stuff, leaving out 10 minutes here and there. And then I begin to drop that stuff from my act. Uh, I don't drop it all at once. It's impossible to put the next 45 minutes or hour. But all the time during that 18-month period, you are working on new stuff. Right. Right now, I have only in my act, out of that hour, about 20, 25 minutes of it left. But I'm doing an hour and a half, so that means I have about an hour new. At some point next November, I'll drop, I'll, I'll just do an hour for HBO, and then I'll begin to drop that and start putting in new stuff. There's a different group to get pissed off at you in this country for everything you're not supposed to say. Can't say nigger, boogie, jig, jigaboo, skinhead, mooly, moolin' yarn, schwarzer, jungle bunny, greaser, greaseball, dago, guinea, wop, ginzo, kike, zeeb, heeb, yid, maki, hymie, mick, donkey, turkey, limey, frog, zip, zipperhead, squarehead, kraut, Heine, Jerry, Hun, Slope, Slopehead, Chink, Gook. There is absolutely nothing wrong with any of those words in and of themselves. They're only words. It's the context that counts. It's the user. It's the intention behind the words that makes them good or bad. The words are completely neutral. The words are innocent. I get tired of people talking about bad words and bad language. Bullshit. It's the context that makes them good or bad. The context that makes them good or bad. For instance, 
You take the word nigger. There is absolutely nothing wrong with the word nigger in and of itself. It's the racist asshole who's using it that you ought to be concerned about. We don't care when Richard Pryor or Eddie Murphy say it. Why? Because we know they're not racist. They're niggers. <laughs> Context. Context. We don't mind their context because we know they're black. Hey, I know I'm Whitey the Blue-Eyed Devil, Patty O'Fade, Gray Boy, Honky Motherfucker myself. Don't bother my ass. They're only words. You can't be afraid of words that speak the truth. Even if it's an unpleasant truth, like the fact that there's a bigot and a racist in every living room on every street corner in this country. Of swimming through a sea of podcasts. Are ye on a raft without a pattern? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of mutiny radio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice. LGBTQ friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best programming the Internet Ocean has to offer you. I bet my peg leg on it, or I ain't scurvy shit face McRat. <laughs> Listen to the Weekly Review with Roman every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. This is an unapologetically anti-capitalist program. We interview community organizers, activists, and artists. We talk about ways you can take action right now. So listen in to the Weekly Review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. Mr. Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pantastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pantastic's books the best of San Francisco and beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's Deep in the Mission District, where you can lap off your tushy for a mere $5 every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitative. 
But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak feeling. So all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy. Hi, Carl. Test, test. Testing, testing, one, two. Buckle my shoe. You fuck your shoe? Gross. You sound Three, great. Four. <clears throat> Hang on, I'm going to use the other mic uh, during Pick the performance, so let me try that one. No, no, no. Use Mike Spiegelman. He's the one for the show. He's part of the title. I'm stuck, Carl. What's up? I think somebody just said, what's up, Carl? I got stuck with the wire. All right, I'm going to play the latest song for you on the other computer, and then we're going to watch the movie on this computer, I'm going to sit on this mic during the performance. You got that? Uh, yes, I, I'm... Thank you for this information. This is very so now important I information. Now uh, which computer to watch and which mic to uh, look at. If you're listening to Paul Brumbaugh's Over the Edge uh, podcast and the last couple minutes of it, don't forget to go to mutinyradio.fm. And go press the Donate Now button and throw five bucks via PayPal to the station. And if you're ever in the neighborhood, stay very far away from the station. We don't like you. No, I'm kidding. Come by the station. There's like live shows four nights a week. Five nights a week. Don't come by during our show. Wow, we have a lot more time than I thought. We have like a minute extra. Don't we have four minutes to go? Uh no, <laughs> it's uh 158 right now. It's, it's two minutes. It's two minutes before the uh, progress. I'm okay. gonna I'm gonna restart the backup copy. Oh, it must be the time change between California and you guys are two minutes ahead. I think. Paul just said, "Hey, hi, Carl. hey, Paul." There we go. We're creeping into the end of your show. That's not cool. That's not cool. So people who listen to it via the. Uh, Muni Radio podcast feed. We'll hear us at the end of Paul's show. That's right. Quick, promote your chat. Your promote your podcast. Okay, April fourteenth, I'll be performing live with Colin Mahan as a sketch comedy group, The Great Difficulties. It's going to be called The Great Difficulties Sketch Comedy Internet Radio Night. Where we'll be sitting down and reading a shitload of scripts within two hours, and we have a love wow. for you to come by and watch it live, be part of the audience, and donate ten dollars to the station uh, for the privilege. Nice. Because that's what it's about, privilege. I will be on Conan O'Brien April 1st, April Fool's Day. Oh, I can't wait. That's a Saturday. I'll um, be on David Letterman's show, April Fool's Day. Yeah, April 1st, uh, I'll be on That's Not Happening on Comedy Central. <laughs> yeah, guess what? It's not happening. <laughs> All right, so we're, uh, this is the backup copy. Paul's going to be on Comedy the Biggest Loser. Paul, I'll tell you what. Why don't you help me out? Uh, exactly 2 o'clock. Can you click one of these dad songs? Sure. And then I'm going to go talk on this microphone. Okay. All right. We're getting that close, huh? Yeah. Now I totally hear Paul. Yeah, Paul's on mic one. I have to use mic two because i got to use the computer closer to mic two. So I used to patch it in. I've I've patched you in the first computer to play your latest theme song, which I have it downloaded. And yeah, you can play any seconds. theme song. Doesn't need to be the latest, whichever one you want. Well, I'm doing the latest. Ten seconds. Okay. Oh, listen to this guy. He's like waves. Around. And five. 
Glad you are here, and and I'm glad you chose the movie. Oh my God! Yeah, I did choose the movie. What we'd like to do is we want to watch a movie on YouTube with you, and these are movies that I've read about as a kid, and now that YouTube exists, I can just watch it. I don't have to read about it. Uh, yeah, Carl. So uh, Carl usually uh, I usually tell Carl the movie. I pick a movie, and then Carl researches it. We have a special show this week. We uh, Carl picked the movie for me, so we're going to watch a uh, particular movie. But before we start, we want to make sure you subscribe to us. Uh, our podcast name is the acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We also have a great YouTube channel with that acronym and a Twitter account with 35 uh, followers. And we are also on Facebook as Let's Watch a Full Length Movie on YouTube. That's how you can find our podcast information. We stream first on mutinyradio.fm which is a streaming internet service. We're listed, by the way, on their Wikipedia page. Mm-hmm. Well, our show is. Someone listed your last name. But you know what? I don't know what to tell you. I could, I could request Wikipedia to take his last name off. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you don't have permission. All right, I'm going to write to Wikipedia. <laughs> yeah, you don't have permission, you troll. Uh, we uh, stream first on MutinyRadio.fm as part of a wonderful Sunday lineup. We follow the show, The Edge of Insanity, which is also available as a podcast. And uh, you can listen to us every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time. Uh, Muni Radio is out of San Francisco. They would love your money. Our only uh, sponsor, we just want you to go to Venmo and donate to at Mutiny Radio. Help Pam Benjamin, our station manager, out. We're watching, Carl, we're going to be watching... Uh, Oh, yeah, I know. Let, let me just remind everyone, I know you already said it, but this episode we did the old switcheroo. I actually picked the movie, and uh, Mike yeah. researched it, and it's very rare. We did that yeah. once before with uh, Ernest Saves Christmas. You're welcome. I know, I know, I know, I know. <laughs> you don't have to bring up Elvis. Uh, and this, well, we go from Ernest Saves Christmas to yeah. Elvis Saves Christmas. Right. Elvis made 31 movies. In his lifetime, I also include Aloha from Hawaii, his uh, direct uh, satellite feed live show from 72 as a movie because that's, uh-huh. that's how I've watched it. So I would say like 32. And then he did the TV comeback special in 68. I have a VCR or VHS copy. That's another movie. So you actually picked an early movie. We're going to be watching Loving You. Right. Loving You, not related to the university. Uh, this is uh, Loving Y-O-U. It's from 1957. It's Elvis's 
second movie. Yeah. So, and uh, we want you to go in, go to YouTube, the exact, uh, we, we want you to listen to the podcast and watch this movie at the same time. It's, it's very the only important. way you can do it. So, we, very important. So, the link is called Elvis Presley dash loving you 1957 full movie nl subs and that is hosted by elvis movie oh okay so go ahead and type in go ahead i gotta find it go ahead and type in uh oh you have a different one yeah i've got um uh well never mind mine so let's see here it's what was the channel elvis movie yeah elvis movie okay elvis movie just Elvis movie. And I'm hitting pause. Guy doesn't want to watch another Elvis movie. Yeah. So go ahead and click the link. It's going to automatically start. Go ahead and hit the pause. And uh, if you get a commercial and you're listening to us live, you better make sure that commercial finishes up. You can skip ad. Go ahead and hit zero, uh, pause. Move the, the bar to zero, zero, zero. And we are uh, going to start this movie at the same time. So uh, very excited not to have in the studio the uh, host of the show before us, uh, Mr. Paul Brumba, host of Edge of Insanity. He's not here, but his robot, the Paul Brumbot, is here to kick off the countdown. So will you please welcome the 0101 of the countdown, the Paul Brumbot. All right, so let's get this started. I am I am ready. It was a live show. We're very excited to have Paul here as our countdown gentleman. Let's get ready to Brumba. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, let's get ready to Brumba. Okay, so let's get ready to Brumba. And now, what you've all been waiting for, master of the descending numerals, the countdown king himself. Would you please welcome... Mr. Paul Brumbaugh. All right, guys, you know the drill. Put that finger right over that triangle and do it in three, two, one, go. All right, here we go. This is a color movie. You know, it's a uh, second movie, and uh, the first one was in black and white. Uh-huh. And Lucky his next tender. film is good. Yeah, his next film is uh, Jailhouse Rock, and that's, I think, in black and white. So, yeah. We got some Elvis up front. There he is. He's got a guitar. This is all about Elvis. Wendell Corey and Elizabeth Scott. Not Elizabeth. Elizabeth. Elizabeth, as we'll find out. Uh, And we have uh, just a a touching little restraint of Elvis's song. Didn't really kick in. I like the way Elvis sings back in 57. Here is the verse. It is terrible. Time for the chorus. Right? (laughs) Yeah, uh, I know what you mean. In winter, summer, love and fall, doesn't matter what I say, loving you. <laughs> <laughs> Carl and I have been playing a game for the last 30 years where we take any song that has the word love in its title and replace the word with drugs. Yeah. Or drugs. Mm-hmm. I remember our first day drugging you. Okay. Yeah. Drugging you, it's beautiful. Listen, <laughs> uh, yeah, this is not the Mimi Ripperton loving you. This is the Elvis Presley loving you. All right, we're gonna kick it off in color and any town USA. Town USA. This is actually the Paramount Studio lot. Really. And uh, yeah, so they're they're having a political whistle stop for a this guy here. Yeah. He sells elixirs. Yeah, you remember when I came in your town and I sold you that tonic? 
well, I'm running for governor. And uh, there's Elizabeth Scott. Elizabeth Scott. Elizabeth. She is uh, Elizabeth. She's a can. She's like a PR guy. She's there's this guy. This politician has a country band that plays for at every tip stop, and the band has two other people. Her, their press agent, and uh, fucking James Gleason as their agent. And he uh-huh. he shows up in and out. That guy's been on every TCM movie I've seen. Here we go. And that is hi. My name is Tex Worker. By the way, this is a Netherland uh, Dutch subtitles that we're going to be watching. Okay. And every time the songs come on, like any European uh, subtitles, when someone sings, they use the original language. So oh. I'd rather not play any Elvis's songs. But with this, we get to uh, uh, hear Elvis's lyrics or see Elvis's lyrics. Gotcha. So look at that. Yeah. So he's and there's running Peter for on guitar. Yeah, and he's saying, hey, remember when I came in here and I gave you that boner medicine? Well, I'm back, <laughs> and I'm running for governor. Hope you guys like these country homeboys I brought with me. And uh, it's a party, right? So there's going to be beer, and beer is going to be delivered by Deke Rivers. So we're going to see Elvis coming up. This is uh, Elvis's second movie. He was 22 years old when he made this movie. It's insane. Wow, that like, is uh, super young. Oh, my goodness. Huh. Well, his, his first movie was, uh, they called it the Russo Brothers, and nothing to do with the Avengers directors. Mm-hmm. But they uh, had him, and he dies. He just had a brief part, and uh, test audiences said, fuck that. This is from E! True Hollywood Story, uh, Elvis in Hollywood, which I <laughs> recommend to everybody to watch. But uh, they, they brought him back uh, singing Love Me Tender at, at the end credits. And it was such a hit. They changed the movie, and they called it Love Me Tender, and they put Elvis in the cover. So this movie is actually about Elvis. Okay. It's the Elvis Presley story. It's about a dumb hick who becomes a superstar, and women love him. So it's that also known as a Mike story. story. Yeah. Yeah. So so there you go. You, you see text, and uh, her name is, uh, oh, gosh, Marbles, like Glenda Marbles. Mm-hmm. And uh, they're they're exes. Oh, these two. But, uh, she still manages them. Okay. Yeah, they were married. They were an item. He his name is Walter in the car, and Walter. But she calls him Tex and makes him dresses up as a cowboy, and he hates it. He would rather be Walter Warner and his orchestra. And he's a bitter comic throughout this whole movie. It's amazing. And he's all like, "Fuck!" I wish lady. I don't want. I don't want to work. She, What's that? She's the press lady for Jim Tallman. She's the she works on his camp. Yeah, well, she, she, well, she's actually tall man hired her and Tex to perform. So she's, oh, oh. she's more covering the band's interests. So she she hooked the band up with a gig. Her loser ex husband is now uh, opening for uh, Tall Man, the Tonic Boy. Okay. Oh yeah, she's sending so him to work. To... <laughs> yeah, I don't want. I don't want to wear a cowboy hat. I, I don't. I'm no plebe. <laughs> I'm These Walter. guys are interesting. Cool car. Wallace, uh, yeah, oh yeah, this is so he's a fucking delivery boy and he delivers his car in this fucking two seat jalopy. A good thing there's a fucking trunk on it. So, yeah, so you see those uh, buckets there, it's going to be filled with uh, beverages. Beer. And, uh, yeah. I thought it would be the tonic, right? But it's uh, <laughs> beer or soda, according to whatever I've read. 22 years old, huh? I could be his Look father. And also he did. 
<laughs> yeah, well, maybe uh, maybe your sperm contains an Elvis gene in there. You lucked out by this point. It'll pay off. Look, he's admiring that car job. when his car is so cool. Well, that's a jalopy. You know, it's that Archie comics. Look how bored Skeeter is. That's Skeeter. Wake up, Skeeter. That's you during your act. Yeah, yeah whatever. Uh, that guy that's uh, dancing, uh, that's his buddy. Uh-huh. He's a character actor that's been on, like, uh, Love American Style and Bewitched. Like, uh-huh. he's young in this. Everyone here is, yeah. This, this, the producer, like, so what I love about this movie is that it's a semi-autobiography of Elvis, but it's really a semi-autobiography of Colonel Tom Parker, the pushy oh. PR agent of Elvis. So if you imagine Elizabeth as Colonel Tom Parker, you're going to really like this movie. Like, that's the only way I could sit through this okay. film. Yeah. She's pushy. She's literally pushing him on stage, right? Right. Uh, yeah. Tom Parker, like, these terror- – have you watched any Elvis movies? Oh, he's just... In my life, I've seen Elvis like, movies. You... Yeah. you have an opinion on him? Well, uh, they're never very good. Uh, they always involve the, uh, you know, he's singing at the sock hop, and there's always a, a heavy, uh, you know, or he's a country boy, or he's in Hawaii. Um, I don't know. Yeah, they're right. He's in Hawaii very, a couple like, times. He's walking through it. Travelogue. Yeah. Well, this one he doesn't really walk through. Like, he really wants to act. He, uh, each of the Hollywood story had Hal Cantor, the director, say that, uh, Elvis recited the uh, MacArthur's uh, farewell speech to Congress to prove that he's an actor. Uh huh. Like the entire speech. Yeah. So here we go. Another stupid song. Uh, one plus one is two. A chicken is through and through. Now it's time for the chorus. <laughs> oh, yeah. And it's always like, uh, let's just have sex. It's a lot easier that way. Mm. Whole lot of drinking to do. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, there's seven songs on this. This was actually Elvis's third album. He, You know, his first album on RCA was Elvis Presley, and then they made another album called Elvis. And by this point, his second movie was coming out, and Loving You was uh, a soundtrack album on side A, and then side B was, like, uh, other songs, including uh, Blueberry Hill. Oh. Yeah, I got a whole lot of living to do. Yeah. This is a song about like, hey, come on, fuck me. I got a whole lot of love, living to do. I got a whole lot of loving to do. I'd rather do it with you. Come on, let's fuck. Come on. I got a whole lot of loving to do. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm an honorary alum. I'm glad they mentioned my my school. And this is a uh, excruciatingly long-running gag where it keeps breaking Skeeter's uh, guitar strings. Oh, that's funny. Now, you're a guitarist. Everything Elvis, does Elvis play the guitar in this at all? Like, he doesn't even touch the guitar. Elvis was always a uh, chug-a-lug rhythm guitarist. He was never a uh, talented guitarist. But, yeah, he could play. All right. Well, he uh, he does some strange stuff. He uses it like a zabongo in one song. (laughs) We're done with him. Here comes the uh, other – there's two love interests. Of course, uh, Elizabeth is going to be – she's like, hey, you sang great. Why don't you join my band? Mm-hmm. And he's like, no, he's thank like, you. I, I got to deliver. No, thank you. He dyed his hair in this movie. It was blonde. 
he dyed it black because it was a color film, and uh, he kept it that way. Wait, wait, wait. A lot of firsts in this movie. Elvis has blonde hair naturally? Yeah. He dyed it for this movie, and he kept it. Yeah. Really? He wanted to look like Tony Curtis. Holy cow. Yeah, this movie is a lot of firsts. Yeah. Pretty interesting, I guess. This movie, he has his first fight, his first kiss, and his first time he dyed his hair. So, okay, a lot of great stuff in it. Yeah, it wouldn't be the first time he died. No, this is not the first time he died. With everyone watching, (laughs) no one was in that restaurant. He was Colonel Tom Parker, like uh, Elvis back when he was hot, like in '56. He had a manager named Bob Neal, Mm -hmm. and Colonel Tom Parker was this carnival barker. Colonel Tom Parker was a guy from, like, Netherlands who literally jumped off a boat and swam to America And, and when he worked on a boat. He went back to the Netherlands. He kind of allegedly killed someone. And then at age 20, he came back, didn't get a passport, joined the U.S. Army, took his uh, commander's name. Uh, and this is according to the movie. Yeah. Colonel Tom Parker's name is from his officer, Tom Parker. And he went back to, to America and after the, he fought and uh, Colonel – and I guess it was Louisiana governor gave him the Colonel moniker. Uh-huh. So okay. he, uh, he kind of took over Bob Neal's uh, way He kind of and took over uh, Elvis, and Elvis wanted to be a movie star. And Parker said, yeah, let's make movies. Okay. You get so much money, I'll take 50%. I won't tell you that. Let's do it. <laughs> so he wow. talked to – Parker talked to Hal Wallace, the producer of this film, and they set up a deal. He was going to get $450,000. It was a seven-year, three-movie picture contract, and they did the first movie, The Love Me Tender, and this was the first movie to really be about Elvis. Yes. Uh, And Parker, like, this is – the next film was, like, MGM, because his films are known for, like, MGM pictures, and Parker got him a contract where he had to crank out, like, three movies a year. And they would also release the soundtrack. He would never perform live. So I blamed Colonel Tom Parker on the movie. Okay, that makes you sense. Know. And he was all about the money. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, Elvis didn't know that, you know, like someone said, Elvis, so your agent gets 15%. He's like, oh, no, he gets 50%. He ran, Parker ran the merchandise, which made more money than the music. I mean, you know. Despite being a degenerate gambler, Parker made a lot, you know, had a lot of money off of this. Uh huh. And so, what just happened? She she pitched him on some sort of business proposition. Yeah, and he said, "No, thank you. I want to go. I deliver drinks, uh, bottles from the fountain place behind you. I don't want it." So what she's going to do is, she said, "No problem." She's going to go to his boss and say, "He never delivered my booze." (laughs) You are fired. And now they. You're fired, Elvis. Oh, the most confident thing I've ever done in my life, firing that Elvis Presley. <laughs> uh, so what is that going to call up and in? say, like, that is a TARDIS, that Doctor Who uh, uh-huh. uh, travels What's that time. big honky thing on her face? Music. It almost looks like an overgrown oh, cell phone. Right, yeah, yeah. She's receiving it. I just don't know what it is. So she's saying, hey, give me the money for the show. And he's like, ah, sell you some tonic. I don't got no money. And she's saying, well, I do. So she's parting ways with this governor. I don't even know who this actor is, but Uh he does give a hearty two minutes. 
when when Parker talked to so Parker set up a deal with producer Hal Wallace. Hal Wallace is a star maker, and he pretty much made the careers of her, Elizabeth Scott, and uh, the text this guy. Yeah. Uh, they both got discovered by Wallace. So I could see like she was in like tons of like noir movies. This was her last movie until she did a cameo in, in a, a Michael Caine movie in the seventies. But so I could see Wallace saying, "Do me a favor, show up in this movie." Uh-huh. Elvis is not even in the first half hour. It's just these two glubs. Really? So she's that on a buy. yeah. So that's she's on. I don't see a laptop, but she's typing away. They're gonna quit. <laughs> is that is that her she's resignation like, letter? Work. So he still wants yeah. her. Yeah, I mean he's about to kiss her. Is he gonna? He's gonna about to kiss her, Carl. But wouldn't it be hilarious if she? I have to wait. I forgot she actually kissed. There's a lot of gross kissing in this movie. Uh-huh. She has a... We should play her voice. She has a real... Oh, you kissed Bill Tallman. Yeah. Blah. All right. So we're like, we're getting out of here, Walter. Right? Because that's what he likes to be called. Oh, so... so uh, yeah. He'd like Walter instead. Okay. Skeeterzorg.dibots. <laughs> Skeeter is one of his eccentric band members that walks around with a canary in his uh, birdcage. You know, a delightful band uh, wrote. If you like traveling on, on the road, you love this movie. The road, you know, these are road comics, road musicians. Get in a van. And they don't have rollers. And they're they have Susie. traditional. Uh, Susan. They they have suitcases that you hold with. You know, everything I know, and they... so gradually and slowly. But then when you look back at 1957, like, um, I mean, we still have bicycles, but I mean, you know, it's all so different. Yeah, we have less rabid dogs running around the street. Much less. Uh, what a bummer, Elvis. I heard you got fired. Why don't you, uh, someone manipulated this. Why don't you come <laughs> with us? It wasn't I who manipulated you. You could trust me. No, but when I'm in your career, I'm a sexy husky lady. She has this great husky voice. Sutoya voice. <laughs> Bring TV32. Yes, Sutoya, please. Speaking. Speaking, Booby. Uh, a big shout out to our old producer of uh, our old uh, public access cable channel. Yeah. And the management there within. Right. So he's got to ride with the band. By the way, this guy, like, his character's a fucking alcoholic. Okay. There's no no hound dog in this, even though there's a hound dog there. Okay. She, I should have read that detour sign. This is Susie Jessup. I should have read that detour sign. The end. I have no, this was a Patty Page song, but I have no idea what it's about. Gotcha. Dank G, Susie. Like, he an accident? She's uh, 19 years old in this movie, Susie Jessup. Really? Jessup Elvis. Wow. Yeah, a little old for Elvis. Whatever this language is, there's so much German in it. I always thought it was German, but the J's throw me off. No, it's more like Dutch, like Amsterdam talk, like Holland. It's it's not German. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, it's definitely that. Right, here we go. Natürlich. I think his name is Deke. 
I know a bunch of Zeeks, and so it's a relief to see a Deke. I hear it. It's party, baby. This is the lyrics of it. Let's have, let's watch a movie. Yeah, let's watch a movie. Of full length. Here, send me to the store and I'll buy some more. Let's smoke some heroin. Yeah, these lyrics don't make any sense. Bring a shovel if you want to dig. <laughs> I'm not. A, I'm not. <laughs> send me to the store. Let's the buy song. some more. Let's have a party tonight. I guess he means beer. That's a Jersey party. Would you like? I'll buy you a bottle. I never kiss the bear. I never kiss the goon. But I could take a chicken in the middle of the room. <laughs> what does it he mean? He also does like uh He does these little Richards. Woo! Let's have a party. Woo! And he has sang Tutti Fruity, so he's guilty as charged when it comes to ripping off that guy. Doesn't matter what it means. Look at him gyrate. Yeah. Hip time. He's so hip, he gyrated it. Look, he broke a string. The second time I'm doing it. Son yeah. bitch. This guy is a great actor. Look. Now look well, like you're We just upset. did that pig oiling contest. Let's do a Lions Club barbecue. All right. Next on stage. Uh, he has he hosts his own open mic. Will you please welcome Carl? <laughs> hey guys, let's have a party. Sure. Is it a different one like now? Rock. It's a, oh, it's the second it's lyric. The it's the same fucking song. Oh, okay, that's his they're gonna, they're gonna do like an on the road montage. So we're gonna see him play like Harold'sville Lions Club and all these little things. Yeah. And you're gonna hear like a medley of all the songs in the movie. Because that's what he sings on the road. So, you know, you're going to hear a lot of these songs over and over again. But it's a cool montage. They're on the road, and you get to see, like, a, a, I won't ruin it for you. He, he could Here, I'll sing along with you. Let's hear some of the lyrics. Ah, uh, why you got to be so rude? Don't you know I'm human, so. too? Gonna bury her anyway. Bury that girl. Bury that girl. Bury her anyway. Bury that girl. No matter what you say. <laughs> In my work. backyard. <laughs> In your backyard. In your front yard. Okay, here we go. This is the cool montage of the towns they go. And you hear all the different songs. And yeah, you get this. You get like a hologram Elvis in the middle of the road. This is his, one of his big hits. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It came off his album. Yeah, it became a huge hit. Teddy Bear. Uh, won't you, I, I'm going to be your teddy bear. Such a stupid... It's such weird. Like, he is a gropey little guy. Like, when he became Hollywood, they took the top floor, him, uh, of the Knickerbocker Hotel, and they would just let girl after girl in, and then uh -huh. they, they got kicked out, so they went to the Beverly Wilshire... And they just had too many girls. So eventually they got a mansion and there was just like rooms full of women and he would pick the women and go have sex with them. Really? Hot dog. Yeah. Yeah, and then he would ruin Skeeter's uh, wire again. Well, the, you know, so each relay was story. I fucking love that episode because they, they talked to the surviving members of Elvis's Memphis Mafia. Uh-huh. Do you know that? His entourage? They were called yeah, the Before Memphis entourage, Mafia. it was Elvis. Uh -huh. Yeah, 
They give a long story because they all walked out of cars at the same time, dressed the same way in Vegas. And someone says, that's the mafia. And they say, oh, no, they're from Memphis. And he goes, that's the Memphis mafia. <laughs> and that's where they got their name. But when Elvis became Hollywood, he said, I, I need a friend. So he brought his cousin. And then eventually it became like all these yahoos from Memphis. And that's how he had his entourage. Okay. He, he needed people in Hollywood. They got him a guitar, and there's yeah. Peter. Like, now you don't have to smarg in my springin'. Oh, I, I okay, good. Oh, we so we missed the big line. You see, it says "Okay, Ramblers" yes. for Vulcan Toppy. He just said "Okay, Ramblers, let's get rambling," which <laughs> is in a Quentin Tarantino movie. Ah, you get the movie? No. What are you telling? Uh, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, is that in Reservoir Dogs? Okay. I saw Reservoir Dogs one time. It was very good uh, years ago. Yeah. So you remember they have an old man who's, like, telling them what to do and naming them Mr. Pink? Yeah. And San why, why, Mr. Sandy Pink? Was... Yeah, bag it. <laughs> so he's the one who repeats that line. Okay, this is I'm Just a Lonesome Cowboy. This is such a weird fucking song. He taps out rhythm off his guitar. He doesn't even play it. And it's, it's like a dirge. They were going to call this movie Lonesome Cowboy. They were? And they decided to go with Loving You. Yeah. Lonesome Cowboy's better, but okay. He's not a cowboy. Yeah, okay. He's, 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 he's a, I'm a lonesome delivery boy. And he's hardly lonesome. I'm a, oh, no, he gets macked on the whole time. It's a... Uh, He's a cowboy. <laughs> so he's using his guitar as a percussion <laughs> instrument. Yeah, you see that? Probably that was know, like just... so like, what's he doing now? You know, like. The band just gave him a new guitar and he's like, I'm going to fucking ruin it by tapping on it. Bongo. I'll show you my gratitude for a guitar. I could use it as a bongo on stage. I wonder why the strings aren't squeaking, you know, like like there isn't a tone, a melodic tone. Yeah, oh, I agree with you. Yeah, these songs are like pretty well, I don't know, there's some good songs in here. He just said like uh, the girls like him and he's like, I don't know, I'm not a girl. What? Weird. This is all part of – he's not billed separately. He's part of Tex Warner right. and his ride-ranging – whatever the fuck they're called. Yeah. So he's just like part of the act, you know, like when uh, Lawrence Welk brings on a singer. So right. Lawrence Welk Orchestra. Mm -hmm. So he's a, he's a feature in the in this little variety. Yeah. Tex Warner is played by Wendell Corey, that guy right there in the middle with those mm -hmm. eyes. Yeah. And he's really cool. There's a lot of alcoholic jokes, but I found an interesting trivia fact about him from IMDb, which says, career was acutely damaged by his problems with alcohol. Uh-huh. So uh, you get to see – but he, his, his alcoholism, alleged alcoholism, led him to make uh, movies like The Astro Zombies, Women of the Prehistoric Age. I don't know if you ever saw – which was on MS3K. Oh, no, no, Agent from Harm. And he also did a movie called Cyborg 2087. So his films are eclectic choice. And he actually became a Republican. Oh, he's like, I got your number. He's, like, <laughs> he's a comic who's like, fuck you. I was, you stepped on my punchline. Heckle. Hey, lady, you stepped on my tag. 
So he just got uh, interrupted and heckled? <laughs> yeah. He, he says, no one will give me a call. Hey, honey, I'll call you. He's like, I can't believe you stepped on my line. No, no, it's good. The audience wants to fuck you. That's good publicity. Well, I don't know. I was about to finish my song. That's Dolores Hart. Dolores Hart was also in King Creole, his fourth movie. But she's cool. You know where she is now? She's still alive. She's one of the few members of the Where she is on alive. this planet? Yeah, go ahead. Yeah, she's a nun. Really? That's an she's interesting choice. Reverend Mother Dolores Hart. She made, like, Where the Boys Are. She did a stewardess movie, like a kind of innocuous-looking stewardess movie from 63. And she met uh, the Pope. And uh-huh. she just left Hollywood and became a, a nun, cloistered. Wow! Roman now Catholic she's nun. an interview. She's someone to interview. Well, there is. There's an HBO uh, documentary like came out in 2012 called "God Is a Better Elvis" or you know, "God Is uh-huh. an Elvis" or something. And she says like she does. It's not that Hollywood's a place of sin. She just found a calling. Right. It was yeah. It wasn't a reaction. It was a personal. No, it wasn't a reaction. Okay. She still votes for the uh, Oscars, and I should also mention the director has been writing the Oscars since 1963. He's like one of those old school entertainment guys. Oh. There was okay. a documentary about the director uh, called Lunch, and it's about him and like Carl Reiner and a bunch of people like Arthur Miller, the director, mm-hmm. uh, would meet every week to eat lunch and talk and reminisce. And, oh, and that's too so much. A, so. <laughs> Well, I try to find it on YouTube, but they're just out of lunch. <laughs> gotcha. Yeah. Oh, he so gave I don't know how. Case. When they gave it to him, he didn't have a case. Yeah, you're right. Things are looking up for Elvis. The case of the extra case. I'm on the case. So he's calling her like Miss Marbles, and he's like, "You call me Glenda." Uh-huh. And she's promising like good things. She basically, she's she's. Man, there's a manager and there's an agency talks to. Okay. And uh, that the runs the band, but she suddenly doesn't give a shit about text anymore. She sees she wants to get this guy to rise. So here we go. This is probably how it happened. So he sa- signed a contract okay. with her. Yeah, yeah. So she's gonna she's gonna do like publicity stunts, and there's text. She's kind of pissed off by it. Look, you can oh, see even his eyes on alligator. Isn't she taking him right now to okay. kill him? No, <laughs> yeah, right. Double off the side. Is that how show business works? Is that the eyes on? I've been watching the Ozarks, you know. Oh, don't tell me anything about it. Okay. Now that I'm in knee deep in quarantine, that's next on my list. Uh huh. You'll enjoy the first two seasons, and the third one is like, all right, let's get this over with. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I'm watching Dark season three. They're in Tawanda in Africa. No, this is uh celebrate Rwanda. Hot dog. Now this this is like kind of another method. I like this song. Like it's not hound dog. It's right. hot dog. And he's saying like, you're coming home on the train, and I'm gonna meet you, hot dog. So he's actually singing about like when the 406 rolls in, mm-hmm. I'll be there, the Santa Fe. Oh, I was going to do this uh, um, theme song for you with the train because I was going to 
I might still do it. It was good. The train, you know, the train's going chugga chugga, right? It was going to be Michael, Michael, Spiegel, yeah. Spiegel, Michael, Michael, Spiegel, Spiegel. Maybe I'll get to it. I love it. Yeah, I love it. Well, I had to love them in, uh, without Hat's version of the song. Yeah. Your safety dance version? That's great. Yeah. All your songs are great. Thanks. See, here we go. But when that Santa Fe pulls in, hot dog. And as you can tell, uh, the ladies love him. And he's still driving that jalopy in the middle of the room. Yeah. Rough riding the Ramblers. Why? He, he should be in the bus with the other people. It'd be cheaper for him. It wouldn't have to drive the whole way. But it's cooler to be in a jalopy, I guess. Yeah. So she's scheming right now. She's paying these old ladies to walk in there and say Elvis sucks. Oh, because that way the young kids will like. Yeah, and there's James Gleason. Now, this guy has been like in, I took a look at over 100 movies. Like, trying to hear. <laughs> Just <laughs> dreadful. They're having a riot. Yeah, look at these. Yeah, so now here you go. Go now, photograph them. I think. So she's Colonel Tom Parkering this. Goodness, look at those <laughs> hips. Ooh, the gyrations. By the way, there's me. I'm not the carny. I'm the guy hanging out on the booth with the hayseed in there. They're going to cut to this guy. He's a funny-looking dude. Steve so he's really good at this game. There he is, yeah. <laughs> That's me, hi. I can't. I'm not good with balls. I'll teach She's you. having none of this, by the way. Okay. She's having none of it. The Sophie habit. I'm making nun jokes. That's our nun. Oh, oh, there she is at 19 years none old. None of it. Yeah, damn it. Thank you, sister. You got a teddy bear. Now they're playing cards. They're playing five card draw. Like I was saying, movies had poker. It wasn't like Hold'em. They were just playing old school five cards. There really was no Texas Hold'em in '57. Yeah, right. There was there was five card stud. I think Cincinnati Kid was around that time. It might have been early sixties. Is that a parrot, by the way? No, just a a canary. And she brought a a buddy, a male, so they could fuck. Really, make eggs. Yeah. So they want the eggs. They want to. They want to stop paying. Yeah, they want eggs. like. You could you could fuck, but we're gonna steal your eggs. You know, eight hundred dollars I paid for a talking parrot. Lately, my parrot has taken to texting. Oh, you want your money back? Well, it's too late. You've had him. This technology came along, but he hates Twitter. He loathes Twitter. He's like lesser birds tweet. <laughs> yeah, right. Wait, well, you how ironic! A bird no, hates Twitter. In the background, squawk. Twitter is for twits. Squawk. Creep it down, Polly. Doing my podcast. He's got some. He's got some good news. They're gonna play Armadillo, Texas. They're not playing any of these shit deals. And he's like, "A oh, Walter Warner could ditch the Tex moniker, and I could be a star again." And oh, she's like, "Well, gotta you gotta share the." Yeah, but there's a catch. Ready? Yeah, here's here's how she breaks star. it. Elvis is gonna get a uh, above. So he's co he's co listed with Elvis. It's going to be Tex Warner and Deke uh, Rivers. Gotcha. But he's, he's like, not going to like that. it, so he doesn't know yet. Yeah, it's an interesting dynamic. It's the star is born, you know. Like, his his star is on the wane. He's Bradley Cooper. And right. uh, Elvis is Lady Gaga. Yeah. 
Oh, please say Barbara Streisand and Chris Christopherson. I'm going to say Judy Garland and that guy. Okay. <laughs> yeah, he was I've, clearly I've seen on all of them. If we're calling him that guy. Hey, listen, Mar- Martha, uh, Barbara Streisand's father was not Andrew Dice Clay, so I'm going to have to go with the Lady Gaga classic. I'm sorry. Her dad was Andrew Dice Clay. Whose father? I thought of it. In, in Star is Born, Lady Gaga's character's dad is played by uh, Andrew Dice Clay. Oh, okay. Listen, I got to tell you something. I quit on A Star is Born. I was watching the film, and I just said, this isn't for me, and I quit on it. Sorry about that. Oh, so did you did you miss the scene where he pisses on the MTV Music Awards? Uh, m- probably. Uh, I think, yeah. like, the, the brothers sold their ha- farm, and they fought... It was around there. I yeah, was like, right. this is just so and, – and Bradley Cooper was all over that film. He had everything to do with making that film. So, you know, it was just so stock and – Yeah, oh, everything right is – Right from the beginning, right? Um, she, he went and he saw uh, her do her act, and that famous right. song, uh, Donka Shane, was it? And I got to tell you something. She didn't set the room on fire. She didn't do a good job in that scene. She didn't do. She was at a. She was at a. She was a, a cis woman at a drag show, and she becomes a breakout star. You but know what I mean? Is, like, I did, it wasn't <laughs> believable that he really saw something in her that night. She did a very okay performance. She didn't do anything. I don't know. I just didn't believe that film, so I quit on it. I should mention. That, they really use color well in this. Like, she said, you're going to wear this outfit. And he's like, fuck that. And then when Elvis hears the news, he's like, he's like, and we got you an outfit. And he's like, wow, red and white. You can really <laughs> see it pop. And he's going to – so they do some, some tricks with the color. They're conscious of the fact that this is a Vista Vision Technicolor romp, uh-huh. which I, I like. Are they fighting? So, you know, it's like one of the – Oh, yeah, he wants to change his name. To, he makes a joke, like Rock of Tab or something like that, like Rock Hudson or Tab Hunter or whatever. And he's like, what's wrong with my name? My name is good. Let's speak a river. So is, is Tex, how did Tex take the news of co-billing? Well, he said, I'm not going to wear the outfit, and he gave it to Elvis, but he took it. He kind of takes it throughout this whole movie. All right. He drinks. Like, he starts – he visibly drinks. Like he doesn't drink during this first hour of the movie, but then he's right. like fucking drunk and he just he's out with it. So uh, he drinks. Yeah, he probably coopers it. I thought of uh, Andrew Dice Clay when I was reading up about Elvis's first manager, Bob Neal. Yeah, it reminds me of the uh, the Andrew Dice Clay uh, joke where he points to two guys in the audience. He goes, "What's your guy's name? Bob and Neal." Or is that like the name of uh, the first manager for Elvis? Oh! Oh! <laughs> <laughs> That's a little belabored. Here we are. Anytime you have to keep the guy. I thought you were going to be sexual, like he kneels and then his head is bobbing. Yeah, that's what he says. Or is that what you do? Oh! Oh, oh okay, so okay. Pick up that car. Deke Rivers. So uh, she bought. Yeah, see, there it is. Getting investing. They spent all this money. He's like, oh, this is Daisy Brickner and Wayne, and their local team. Isn't he dreamy, Wayne? Fuck that guy. <laughs> I'm jealous of that guy. Let's go to the Buckhorn. 
Now, this looks like uh, Pulp Fiction. You know how they had – Pulp Fiction was based on the, – the restaurant was based on one of the Elvis movies. Not the restaurant they uh, held up. No, no, the one they danced at. It was based on the oh, Speedway one. with the uh, the V shape over the eyes with um, – yeah. With yeah, John right, right, right. Yeah, Uma. Yeah, Uma dancing with her eyes like – so this movie has the same kind of feel. Like there's going to be a musical number here. So it's more like a stage than like a New Jersey diner, say, or a Texas diner. Gotcha. And he's like, he's dreamy. He's dreamier than you, Wayne. And he's like, what? I'll fucking, uh huh. And this guy, uh, he was in other Elvis's movies. He was in Raps About, Girls, 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 and uh, another one. Okay. Uh, so he, he, he shows up in a bunch of them. Uh-oh. But he, he's a, he's a character. Yeah, right. Oh, this is really funny. He's like, I heard you sing. I want you to sing right now. And his friend's like, oh, hey, well, we're doing four shows in the matinee. You can come down and see our shows. Here's some uh, paper tickets, you know, the two drink minimum. But, you know, I'm opening up for a uh, yeah, comedian that's going to be great. You know, I want you to dance, sing right now. And he's straining all this, and all the women are like, yeah, sing, sing. We like this idea. He just wants to drink his booze. Or like look, greasy. Oh, he's calling him buddy, which is Ven in uh, Dutch, like friend. Okay, nobody does that to Tex, and he holds Tex back. That's the way you do it. Like you know your friend's a wimp, but you, right. you get in between there. You're like, hey, wimpy friend, don't do it. I'm holding you back. It's for the better for everybody. <laughs> you're not going to prison again, wimpy friend. You know, I can't let that happen. So he's like, you want me to sing? Okay, I'll sing. See, this is, uh, this is the scene in many, many Elvis films. He puts on the jukebox and right, sings along. Or maybe right, it shouldn't be many, time they did. this scene before. Well, the music is fucking great in this song. Like, I love this song. It says, mean-ass women. Like, you've got the beat, beat. And then the piano kicks in. Like, it's an orchestrated song. It's just a coincidence that happens to be an instrumentally played on the jukebox, right? Right. It's a it's a karaoke not... jukebox? Yeah. it's He must have played the B-side part, too, where it's just instrumental. So, yeah, this is like how uh, when they have sex, they don't smile. <laughs> yeah, see, random lyrics about a chicken in the room and a black cat. Now I'm back to the chorus. One for the chicken, two for the dance, three to get ready. Now I can dance like a chicken in the middle of the room. <laughs> I can't fall hard Bruce. What lips? Yeah, little Bruce. Oh, but this is fucking amazing. I want to learn that move. That dance movie just went. Did yeah. You see what I mean? He shuffled. This is raw Elvis. Yeah, no, this, I mean, I can't. A lot of these Elvis movies are awful, but he's fucking great in this one. Oh, Look at oh. that leg. He's doing the Michael J. Fox. Yeah, that's right. Well, this is right because he traveled back in time to 1957. No, 50, I, and, no uh, I was doing a, a, a that his, his, his sick <laughs> Parkinson joke. Yeah, yeah okay. Far. Thank you very much. Thanks for playing a lot. Oh, you mean like in Spin City? I'm just going to ignore that. <laughs> <laughs> like she's almost mean as me. Like we don't smile when we have sex. She's mean. <laughs> yeah, you wanted this, right? You challenged him to sing, and he yeah. sang. 
But look how, like, they, they turned this diner into, a, like, a stage show. Like, you know, it just so happens that uh, Buckhorns can handle this. The inner. But Wayne's pissed off, man. See, he makes love without a smile, and that makes me wild. So how are they – are they, they – do they have a hit on the radio? I mean, how are they known? They're just traveling. Well, that's the thing. Her friends had seen him at, like, I, I guess at a pig oiling contest. Oh, so it's word of like mouth that. made him this famous? Yeah, literally word of mouth. Right, and that the word of when she says the words to Wayne, it pisses him off. So we got a little side gag. See, he's still pissed. He's gonna call him Yella. What do you do for working? I work in my dad's auto shop. Well, then why don't you go out and get me some new seats, you fucker? Like real condescending Elvis. Whoa! I'll show you how yellow. Wow! Oh no! Everyone's panicked. I can take yeah, on Elvis. Hold me back, Wimpy Friend. Hold me back. There was hold some, me back, Wimpy Friend. Yeah, there was some movie in which the guy was like, don't hold me back, don't hold me back. And so they weren't. And he goes, go, go, hold me back. <laughs> now, this is like a, every open mic comedian we know. You perform, someone says something, and then you just beat the shit out of them. <laughs> okay, guys, well, I'll be performing comedy again tomorrow. Right? No point to speak where it says, Hey, guys, sorry for beating up your boyfriend. I'll be performing across the street, so why'd you check me out? Like, this is a performer's don't. You don't perform and then beat up a heckler. Except for Daisy Brickner, Wayne's girlfriend. She's fucking getting off on this. See, see, the thing is, in reality, in a movie that happens and the girls are like, he's so great. But in reality, you'd be like, what a jerk. What the fuck? Just sing your fucking song. You got to beat up the audience and then expect us to come? And why didn't the cops show? He was calling the cops before. The That's what I thought. Who the store. Who's this guy? Uh, they probably waited for the song in this. Well, maybe they came and they heard the song and they said, eh, everything's okay. <laughs> but this guy, like this old man is so weird. I just don't get him hanging around. So it's, isn't this great, you know, we're doing all this publicity and they got like some journalists coming by. O'Shea. Oh, look at that. All the girls are going into the door. They're, they're, I don't know what they're doing. They're pulling off pictures of the Brits. Coming, coming through. Coming through. Can yeah, I get he. a selfie? Can I get a selfie? <laughs> They're autograph books. Yeah, see, I got an autograph of Deep Rivers. Like, Mike, it's just like now we're watching the 1957 and autograph books are obsolete. I mean, you and I remember autograph books in the 80s and the 90s, yeah, right? Sure. Right. It's just one thing at a time made this an ancient time that if someone, some kid today, you know, 20-something-year-old saw, I'd be like, it's so weird, but it looks perfectly regular to me. That They're in the, they got the payphone, they're carrying their suitcases, <laughs> they've got the autograph books. Right, and I... What a world they lived in. Hot dog. All right. Thank you. Yeah, they're saying, like, how great he is. Okay, I think, uh, God, I forgot what song this is. Oh, this is Teddy Bear again. Yeah. So I don't get Elvis. Like, put, uh, a, put a chain around my neck because I'm a teddy bear. How many teddy bears do you know that have a fucking chain around their neck? Well, real like, bear. Is an actual real, bear? Like, yeah, I guess. Gotcha. 
So he's saying, like, as a male sex symbol, I'm a cuddly teddy bear. I don't want to be a lion. Oh, right. I don't want to be a tiger. And he's meanwhile, he's, lion. like, banging, like, yeah, because he goes back to the hotel room and bangs, you know, 14-year-olds or whatever they were. You've got to separate the man from the music. <laughs> An Elvis movie based on, a film based on his life? you gotta, you got to separate That's the artist band. from the artist. You know how, like, Elvis fans love Elvis and they love his band? His actual band's in this movie, so Scotty Moore or whatever their names are, they're playing along. Like, uh, Colonel is the technical advisor on the music. So you got the band in there. This song became huge. It was a single on the B-side is Loving You, and both of them just, like, hit. This was, like, the number seven movie, top movie of the year. And the Love Me Tender was, like, number two. Like, he did all right. It's interesting because Elvis uh, went to the Army. Remember he got drafted yes, in 1957? Yes. And that was a real turning so point. Like, like he's, before the Army and after the Army, it's different Elvises. Right. So this is before Army. This is one of the reasons why I like this movie. Uh, and then he did Kid Creole as his fourth movie, and he had to go to – the army. I don't even know. The, were, were we fighting a war? It was the Korean War. He went to Germany for two years. And uh, uh, what year? That was murder. It? That Dutch murder. Uh, Fifty-seven. Like he, they, they deferred it a bit, but he was he was gone. Like, well, this is fifty-seven. So there's Daisy Brickner, Wayne's girl boy uh, girlfriend. Oh. She's a troublemaker. See, how'd you get in here? Oh, window. <laughs> See, I wouldn't be like Elvis with guys, 20 women. I would be like with one woman. I, I would be a pig. Right. But one at a time, please. Well, he's he's a gentleman. He's opening the door. He's he's, he's coming on to him in the dressing room. It's not the other way around. He's he's unlocking the door. Yeah. Well, this is obviously not real life, Elvis. Oh, careful! That's they're very no. pointy. You could get. Oh, ouch. Oh, ouch. Yeah, very That's, pointy. She's got sharp points. She's she's there. She's not there to play either. Yeah. So, okay, Print so there's media. O'Shea, the journalist. Print yeah, media. Print media. That's another thing, hey, right, Mike? Why don't we... Yeah, oh, yeah, 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 and it becomes a scandal. So she's like, well, why don't we walk into his backstage? Bring your camera and what the? Perfect shot. Yeah, perfect shot. That's going to be trouble. I should mention that Elizabeth Scott actually uh, got in trouble with, you remember Confidential Magazine from the 50s? Yes. The ones that were like, he's a hophead. Well, they ran stories saying that she was a lesbian. That's why I was making that hilarious lesbian joke. Uh-huh. Uh, she was married twice. She was allegedly dating the producer, Al Wallace, at one point. She was so, but, a lesbian. Uh, but you know what? I should mention, she did pass away in 2015. And uh, where did I have this? Her, uh, uh, here we go. Upon her death, she was cremated, and her ashes were given to her longtime friend, Mary Goodstein. Uh-huh. So she had a longtime friend. So wait, she became a nun. No, 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 no. She's not the nun. Right. She, that, that she was, was in a, a lot of film noir movies. Singer. Yeah. Okay. I'm sorry. Yeah, the singer. So there's like there's a 13 year difference between Elizabeth and uh, Elvis. 
Okay. But she still kind of hits on her. She pulls it off. She's, she's very pretty in this. She's great. Well, she holds this whole movie together. Well, she has kind of like a Lauren Bacall look to her. You know what I mean? Like she, yeah. she plays femme fatales and all that stuff. One thing I can clearly see about her is every time she walks on camera, it's like she just st- st- stood up from the makeup desk, you know? Oh, yeah, yeah. But she's smoldering. Is that the term? I don't know, but like it's like her hair's perfect, look. her makeup's perfect. She clearly was just staring at the mirror with the lights. Yeah. Well, it's good. Yeah, right, right. Well, it's great in color, too, because those lips pop. Everything pops with her. Mm-hmm. So she's really excited. This press thing is going to be great. I don't know. This this story, I mean, it's it's better than a lot of other Elvis movies. At least it has a storyline. But yeah. there's certain points where they just kind of grind. Like, I'm not even sure what's going on. There's so that guy. Like, what the likes... fuck? Why do they have, like, an old man with them? I don't know. That's why I was asking when they were out front. Who is this guy? So they were – she agent. likes that he got caught in a picture with the girl. Yeah, right. She's saying this is great. His name is Carl, by the way. So mm-hmm. it's, there's a Carl hanging around backstage all the time. It's really creepy. Old, old man Carl. Yeah. Like, what's he doing there? Uh, yeah, I forget. Like, he, he's compromising. She's compromising him again. You know, uh, Elvis was a hero to most Carl. But he never meant shit to me. <laughs> you see. Yeah, motherfuck him and John Wayne. So, so many people listening to our podcast will not get our jokes. I mean, they're, you know. Oh, what, that's from uh, Do the Right Thing. That's Fight the Power. Right. I don't mean your reference. Motherfucker. Straight up racist. You know. So I should talk about the Elvis stamp. No, you should. I'm just saying, like, the people who listen to this, I mean, some of them must be so young, and we're, like, talking about. 1980-whatever Spike Lee joint. Yeah. Well, people probably know that. I mean, that was a Netflix TV show, too. Uh, no, she's got to have it. It was the movie. Excuse me. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, do they know Elvis? Do they know public kids? I think definitely know who Elvis is, who the Beatles and the Rolling Stones are. But, like, that's where it ends. They don't know the who. They don't know, you know. Right. Sure, you're going to know the name of Elvis, all right? Just like you know the name Marilyn Monroe. But uh, those are just because they were the giants, that's all. Their names got removed. Well, see, this whole genre of, like, what I, I think it is is that this whole concept of being a movie star and a rock star has uh, been the way for, like, uh, I would say J-Lo. Like, I mean, he acts. He's an actual actor. But mm-hmm. movies like Serena where she gets to sing and act, you get to see the same thing you see. Uh, an Elvis, yeah. Jamie Fox, you know, I think has the same kind of charisma where he sings and he acts exceptionally. You know, I think he won an Oscar for her, uh, one of his films. But mm-hmm. the the point is, is that like a lot of times, like you see pop stars become actors, but they don't do it the Elvis way. They're not like singing to every song in acapella. Right, you know, right, they, right, uh, right. They're the Rock Johnson's buddy in an action film or something like that. Oh, Elvis signed my tits. Where do you keep the drugs? 
Oh, yeah, oh. All right. well, yeah. Elvis, that's dangerous. Don't go to a public place. They'll ask you to sing and you'll fight a guy. It's the same fucking place. But this is, you should check out Tex. He, this is where his alcoholism kicks off in this movie. Great. He's going to ask the waitress waiting. for a glass. Actually, maybe when he places the order with the waitress, you might turn the volume on. Okay. He's like, hey, yeah, fans pretty good. Oh, well, you wouldn't know, but you're on the way down there, um, Mr. Warner. All right. Oh, hang on. Is he leaving? No, he's got to place the order. Oh, he's just grogging. Whoa! Hey, I'm the Elvis's dad. <laughs> yeah, well, that's the thing. Is like his character is an orphan. Uh huh. And uh, so, sexy uh, uh, Elizabeth and uh, Alki Warner are like his parents, surrogate parents. Basically. I see. So he's kind of like, uh, uh, now he finds out they're an item. I tell you, this movie just kind of grinds to a halt at certain points. Mm-hmm. I mean, they just they go out and eat, and it's like you know, nothing really, nothing. I mean, this doesn't really advance the plot. Well, I mean, he just found out that Elizabeth is a dating Elvis. No. No, you know, he's technically a little jealous of the relationship yeah. that's kind of set up. Okay, here we go. Go ahead. <laughs> was that the joke? He goes, excuse me, waitress. Excuse me, waitress, can I get a glass? And then he pulls out a bottle. <laughs> <laughs> Try doing that at a club. Yeah, you can't bring You can't it... do that in real life. Well, maybe if they don't have a liquor license, maybe it's okay. What time of day was that? Like two in the afternoon? They went to lunch? I see. All right, well, so he really, like, so Warner's, Werner's got, look, he's, they're Skeeter. So uh, they fired everybody is what happened. Who the, did? The, the James, Carl, Carl, the old man. He right. said, listen, you know what? We're making so much money with Deke. We don't really need Susan Jessup and her trio. That's when so she became a nun. he's going home. Right. That's what she said. Fuck Hollywood. Such a cool business. So she nice could take the bus. And Warner said, Warner said, hey, you know what, Elvis, you should drive her. Take her to Farmingtown or wherever the fuck she lives. And because uh, he's jealous of him. And when uh, Husky gets back, she's like, where's my star? Where's my Elvis? I took him to the Farmingdale. You what? And we kind of find out that he, uh, oh, and he's like, I'm going to rehearse drinking. The great line. I'm going to rehearse drinking. Yeah. He becomes an alcoholic, like, fast. Uh-huh. Which he looks good, speaking of pointy, Carl. That's something that I can never be as an alcoholic. I swear to God. Um, one time my, my family went down to Florida, and I couldn't because I just started a new job. And I pretty much drank, like, for three days in a row, not during work. You know what I mean? Like, go to open right. mics and stuff. And I got to tell you, man, I, on the fourth day, I just felt all out of sorts. I just couldn't keep it. I just didn't 
I didn't do it until they got I they, that was it. That was my binge, you know. They came back from Florida. <laughs> I'm just not well, built so for you that. Failed in life. It, yeah. Well, it's so kind of like he, you know, I, if you were drinking at a show, like you have a couple of drinks beforehand, and then when you're on stage, you try to act sober, and then once you get off stage, you continue. Yeah. This guy drinks, and then he, they're like, at one point they're like, well, let's get you to like a coffee shop or something, and uh -huh. he sobers up in time to perform. Uh huh. Which is not really the case. People really think that's the way it works. It's like you drink, but you know, have a cup of coffee or now you're back to normal or something, and then. Yeah, you're back to normal. There's only one thing that makes a drunk person sober, and it's just as bad. Something I also couldn't do for the, you know. What, Coke? Yeah. Coke. It's just, yeah. I couldn't handle it, you know. She, you're right, she does look good. She's, cool. she's not as pointy. She looks great. I think she's very pointy in this one. I disagree. <laughs> That's the angle, Carl. Maybe it's cold. It's cold on the set. Yeah, the Warner Brothers sets. Who's this? Uh, I'm gonna murder you before I drink. Okay, so he's so he's gonna meet this, her family. Like this is, and they're having like an all-American outdoor barbecue on their farm, and uh, he's gonna sing "Loving You," and the parents are gonna be like, "What a sweet boy!" <laughs> Let's talk about fucking their daughter. He sees good with children. He's treating them like he treats his chimpanzee. You know, those pills, I'm going to take them. <laughs> those are horse tranquilizers, Elvis. Each, each Hollywood story was saying that, like, uh, he started popping pills in the army, taking bennies, like uh -huh. the little white pills, the speed. Right. So this is before he was a pill popper. But he came back, and uh, Colonel Tom Parker, because he allegedly killed a man, never left the United States. He wasn't an American citizen. He never got his... Uh, Right. Paperwork, even though he right. joined the army and, and stole, stolen Ballard, that guy's name. Uh, yeah, his identity. Uh, so uh, he never visited Elvis when he was in Germany. But he comes back, and Tom Parker's like, let's resume the movies, boy. And the first movie Elvis does when he comes back is a film called G.I. Blues. Uh -huh. And the story had the Memphis Mafia saying, Elvis, the last thing he wanted to do was get back in uniform. Elvis hated that movie. So he just, you know, and that kind of set the pace for the remaining films of his. You uh -huh. know. Walking through them. I remember, like, Clam Bake, where you come on doing Clam, and I remember, like, Blue Hawaii. Oh, uh, I mean, the good ones are, like, Jailhouse Rock. Yeah. And uh, Viva Las Vegas with Ann Margaret. And then the shooting, oh, he did Change a Habit. Did you ever see that one? It was, like, one of his last films. Mary Tyler Moore is an undercover nun. This is not the only nun he kisses in, in his movies. Like she plays a nun in uh, uh, The Lord's Just Holding His Elbow. See, he doesn't know that they got kicked out. He's kind of, she's kind of letting him know. It's like, uh, I thought you knew. Yeah, Carl, that mean old man kicked us off because you were making money. I didn't know that. So wait, he Elvis didn't get kicked off. No, they they kicked everyone but Elvis off because Elvis is their moneymaker. You know, it's oh. so like straight. Like I was telling you, nineteen fifty-seven. Like they have the horses. You know, today we'd just call an Uber. Yeah, right. Back then they had to like telegraph a horse. 
So he's thinking of something about fucking the daughter. Why you gotta be so rude? That's killing the daughter. Loving you, just fucking you. See the kids are on there. We're just gonna have sex. Winter, summer, springtime too. He's loving you, but in the fall he takes a break. In the fall he ices his balls. Look at this little Mac. Three months Mac off, icing his boy. Yeah. Well, that's a brother, right? <laughs> Yeah, right, brother, sister. You always know I want to fuck you. So so is he so falling said, in love with this girl for real in the movie? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, didn't did we miss it? But he kissed, uh, Elizabeth kisses him. Already? And he's like, oh, no, ma'am. And, well, maybe it's later. Okay. But I thought that's why they started the conflict. He's all American. This is an all American. See, you know, he's gy- so during 57, he's gyrating his hips on Milton Burrow and Ed Sullivan, and uh, all the old blue hair ladies are going ape shit. Yeah. So this movie's like, yeah, we acknowledge that, but he, you know, true America loves him too. He's family, fam- he's literally family entertainment right now. Mm-hmm. There's a family, and they're being entertained by him on an American farm. It's as American as you can get. By the way, those chickens never acted again. Oh, that, no, that was a one one chick wonder. <laughs> chicken flip. Uh, oh, I hear a city folk driving Look up. Look at that fancy <laughs> car. It matches your outfit. Thank goodness this movie's in color. It's Lizbeth. Yeah, well, she wants him back. I heard you got you got to come back. But she's really good with kids. Look, the kids come, she tussles their literally tussles their hair. She doesn't know who the fuck those kids are. Right. Who the pickpocketers? And they gave him uh, gave her a hug. So she took their life savings and put it in this car for publicity for all this, and Elvis doesn't realize that. But it, it's it's Warner it's Warner's uh, like. Uh, savings. To me, it looks like an old clunker, but it's fifty-seven. Yeah, right. It was, it was a classically shot uh, car at the time. I should mention, like, I've seen this movie a couple times, and uh, her name is Glenda Marbles. But in this scene, Susan calls her Miss Margot. Oh, interesting. And the, the subtitles, dude. I don't know. If they, I mean, I saw it on the subtitles, and I clearly heard her say Margot. So I was like, "What the fuck? That's not her name. It's Marbles." I guess they were like, well, we're not reshooting. Yeah. You're not staying and having food? You got to leave? Yeah. They're going to go to Freegate, Texas. He's gorgeous. Yeah, Dolores yeah. Hart? That was pretty pro. He's 19, though, so. That was Yeah, that was pretty radical at the crazy. time. Give me a hand. Well, back then, you know. Stop gyrating. Oh, uh, yeah. Everything grinds to a halt. Oh, yes. So he's giving him the car. Jalopy? Oh, the jalopy, I guess. 
Wow, she's getting the, choked the up. Yeah, she's good. I think Lois Hart is great. I mean, uh, it's funny that she became a nun and her name is Dolores because this is the, uh, the Mission District in, in in San Francisco has all these churches and it's on Forest Street and it's uh-huh. Church. All right, so look how pissed Elvis is. This is where Elvis's backstory kicks in, and I swear to God, I've seen this movie twice already, and I really don't understand it. But basically, he's an orphan. Right. And uh, he's like, you want to know something, Miss Glenda? I want to show you something about my life. Let's drive to a cemetery 40 miles from here. And she's like, okay. And they do that kind of movie thing where the conversation stops, and then 40 miles later when they're at the location, he resumes what he was saying. Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, He's moody. He's like, well, if you want to know my secret, take a turn. And go 40 miles this way. So we're going to learn the secret. Again, this movie is it's just as much about Elvis as Colonel Tom Parker, the man who stole a man's name. Mm-hmm. You disapprove. He, he Well, it's just that... Yeah? Oh, no, I don't disapprove. I mean, the guy was an asshole. He, you remember that Eddie Murphy interview? Like, I think it was Rolling Stone, uh-huh. where he said he met Colonel... You know, Elvis, uh, Eddie had a huge Elvis uh, obsession. He had his own entourage in Bubble Hill or wherever he lived in New Jersey. And he was saying in the 80s, he met Colonel Tom Parker in the Las Vegas casino, and Tom Parker rubbed his head for good luck. And he said that was awful, but, you know, that guy doesn't know. You know, was he's that, old. And uh, he that was Colonel Tom Parker. American thing? Yeah. I've heard of that. Yeah. Wow, what a... Uh... He... he Huh. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so they're gonna get his. Uh, well, I know the secret of my life. Gotta go to the cemetery. I buried her anyway. Well, I buried that girl. Buried her anyway. Buried her anyway. Her. Just park on this grave and walk over here. Why you gotta be so morbid? <laughs> Seriously. Well, yeah, he's got, here comes the secret of the movie. And I don't really understand it, Carl, even though Elvis is such a fucking mutterer. I have no clue what the fuck he says. Right. Well, all right, so, oh, is this the grave? No. Is this the grave? No. Why do these graves have, why do these graveyards have to be so dark at night? Is it her headlights that are illuminating? It must be, right? Yes. Turn on your headlights. Elizabeth. Deke Rivers, is that him? Oh, well, he's got a story for it. This Deke River died in 34, 20 years ago. Right. He was alone, uh, but uh, except for the friends that miss him. And he gives this story about how something awful happens at the orphanage. I don't know. I think there's a fire or someone gets punched. I don't even know, Carl. But he runs and he runs. I'll look back. He took his name? He took his name. And that day, Jimmy Thompson was dead. And Deke Rivers was exhumed. Not literally. That would be sick. Yeah, so he's stolen Ballard, this guy's name. Like Tom Parker stole Tom Parker's name. Oh, I see. Yeah, see, part of the story. 
Like but, little details of Tom Parker's name, life pops up in this movie. He took his name to keep his memory alive? Well, because his epitaph says that he was alone uh, except for the friends that missed him. And he said, that's a cool. Instead of getting him that tattooed on his body, he just took the guy's name. Okay. All right, I guess. So if you're ep- so you need a cool epitaph on your on your gravestone if you want people to steal your uh, <laughs> identity theft, your posthumous name. It's moving. My seagull, man. So he tell me, girls twice. Era, Elvis's character as a child was there something wrong with his name or? Uh, well, know. he didn't. He didn't like. He wasn't comfortable in the skin that he was in. You know, he was. He was. He felt like it was a loner. Uh-huh. And then he saw this gravestone where they had the slogan saying oh, so this guy was a loner too, except for the. No, he didn't. This guy was long dead by the time he went to his graveyard. He wasn't so like a friend in the orphanage, and he died, so therefore he took his name. He just took some. No, it's just the orphanage. Yeah, like the orphanage is nearby, and I was. I think we see it at one point. I don't know. Anyway, let's go back to O'Shea. O'Shea, remember you? You were in the second reel. Remember me? <laughs> Yeah, see, this is the newsroom where everyone has their own office and people don't get downsized. Yeah, that's right. Laid out. It's right. 30 years to buy out this guy. When you get hired, you get hired for life. Yeah, yeah. You're on the no, team. That's my late father. He worked in the same journalist job for 40 years. Now, these people All right, there's trouble in River City. Against Elvis. Right, which is from strip, uh, ripped from today's headlines. Oh, we hate Elvis. He gyrates his hips. Ladies, ladies, let's be gentlemen. And that's a joke. Gerd Dragon. Gentlemen. <laughs> so they canceled his show. Those old ladies are responsible for no Elvis in town. And that just sucks for today's team. I'll see you later. Okay, Glenda. Thank you for showing me the gravestone where you identity theft that dead guy. <laughs> oh, it's my pleasure. Yeah. Oh, look, it's these. What do you mean you're canceled? But what, they got get, the what are they canceled, canceled he for? He's gyrating his hips. I mean, why get him canceled? Those blue haired ladies don't want no gyration. So they pulled out the tape that says show canceled and they put it outside the theater. And here the Kids of America comes up to Deke. Deke, why did they cancel the show? <laughs> what do you mean? Oh, Deke, we want to see you perform. To yeah, help Deke. The car? Yeah, no, 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 no. But the band, even though the band is like pushing upstream to these girls to get in the, in the convertible, they're not going to perform. They just want to get the fuck out of it. I see. And she sees for publicity. She can't believe this is happening. Liz Brad. This doesn't run over anybody. Deke, Deke, yeah, you're just one of the millions of girls, lady. Yeah. Oh, old. There you go, O'Shea. She says Mr. O'Shea, even though the credits just called him out like, you can't buy publicity like this. Mm-hmm. Maybe you're right, fellas. Maybe you're right. So now the big story she, will she's be shut more down. Scene. Hmm. Yeah, well, she's going to go to City Hall right now. She's walking over to City Hall. Oh, no, no, I guess she's got to make a call. 
But she's going to talk to the city, the councilman about this. Okay. Basically, charm away. Okay. So this guy is, this guy is actually a, a known. Uh, I did a little look into because he he runs a TV station. Right. And uh, he's like, listen, if you bring him on TV and show him that he's all American, people will see that he's all American. And it was, all right, we'll put him on. <laughs> so she's scheming. Like she's literally rubbing her hands on this scheme. Excellent. Excellent. Evil. Uh, okay, he's drunk. I'm angry drunk. Well, ma'am. Go fuck yourself. And your longtime friend. Just run this down to he's just all sarcastic. <laughs> he's in his cowboy he's suit. He's also kind of rude. I know he's rude to the couch, too. He's got the boots on the couch. Is this a hotel? Yeah. Yeah, they're staying in a hotel. Like I think it's literally across the theater or something like that. You can see the theater marquee outside. You're yeah, drunk. He's, he's drunk. You're drunk. You're well, my character's drunk, too. <laughs> he ran for – he became a politician. He became a Republican politician. He was the president of the Academy of Arts, the Oscars. Uh -huh. In the early '60s, and he ran for congressman, like in California, and then didn't, didn't happen for him. Oh, he didn't make it. No. Weren't so you? This movie um, has a future politician. You too had a stint in. Weren't you president of the Academy of Farts for a while? <laughs> the Academy of Farts, yeah, and sciences. That job. Sciences of farts. Mm. Ah, big stinker. This movie has like uh, Elvis, a nun, uh, a politician. Yeah. Elizabeth herself, she kind of does TV in the '60s, but she gets into real estate and she does a lot of Hollywood charities. Uh huh. I think she's very cool. I, I, she really makes this movie for me, so I'm uh -huh. a big. Okay, this is where she maxed on him, and it's going to confuse him. Also, I like that background. All the lights are on the. You can see clearly through the lights on in the building. Mm-hmm. That's that's not like a uh, a painting of a skyline. That's you know actually a view. That's a real cityscape. That's yeah, because as you know, when you look out the window, you clearly see the square lit boxes of every window. Look at his hair, man. It's really great. Twenty two years old. You they can't even get that that pop clean. Yeah. Like use a comb, Elvis. So I guess it's here. um hair grease. It's got to be styling grease. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He's well. My wife calls him a greasy drifter in this movie. He's a greasy drifter. Gotcha. He has greasy drifter hair. I'm too nice to think it's your fault, even though you're a schemer. Yeah. Even though, oh, Mrs. Colonel Parker, you're all right. You're a sexy lady. Here's a guy in there. That's a little suspect. Kin folks. Well, he's he's having second doubts about this Nezer Isaac uh, rise to stardom. Uh huh. He she's ready to keep pushing him to the top, and he 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 wants off this crazy ride. I see. So did she tell him about the TV show? Yeah, yeah. 
you saying, like, you go on this TV show and people see who you are, are they going to shut the fuck up and let you perform? He kissed her. Yeah, and she was weird about it. Well, she kind of likes text. I mean, she hangs around her ex. Yeah. Listen here. We're going to have a music band. So she's telling these guys what uh, what for. And she's got her note cards. Oh, yeah, yeah. She's crap. She's waving them around. Look, listen. Didn't you 30 years ago listen to jazz? (laughs) Didn't they say that jazz? Oh, so that's what it was about. It was about this rock and roll is poisoning our culture. Yeah. Yeah, but she's saying the beauty poisoned the cult, the youth of the day, and jazz poisoned all you guys. And they go, yeah, let's do it about face. The broad's right. You know, rock and roll the led right. the 60s, which really did take apart uh, much of uh, the culture of, of these people. I mean, they're not wrong in retrospect, you know. Uh People stopped wearing suits and wearing blue jeans. You stopped calling your boss Mr. So-and-so. Every job didn't have a uniform to go with it. I mean, the 60s did take down. This is Colonel Tom Parker making a movie saying, that's Uh all right, guys. Let it in. Let them wear blue jeans. You you wore dad's jeans 30 years ago. What do you say? This guy goes, Congratulations. Does he have to? He oh, wants to know oh, if he has to wear makeup at the TV. Oh. <laughs> Thank you, suckers. All right, so Thank we find, you, suckers. Finally made it to Act 3, Carl. Suckers. Oh, sorry, I meant to say that outside the room. <laughs> and you're all a bunch of suckers. Okay, suckers. Bye, suckers. They fell for it. Look how drunk Texas. Oh, he didn't know the makeup uh, desk. He's saying, oh, I rehearsed plenty getting drunk. <laughs> and she's like, we got to take you to a whorehouse so you can sober up. <laughs> let's, yeah. Or whatever let's they did. Coffee the with you. Yeah, right, exactly. Because we got a t- live TV show. Uh, I'm performing live on TV? Okay, that's not how it usually gets told. Kid told me earlier. So that's Act 3, is his performance. Okay. All Elvis has to do is show up on his TV show and perform. So Elvis doesn't want to do it. He's done with it. He's going to drive off. Stranding them. In his new fancy car they bought for him. Uh, yeah, I think he takes the jalopy. No, he left the fancy car to Susan. He took his jalopy. Actually. Oh, so oh jalopy it was the other way around. Yeah, he gave the good car to the, the chick. He didn't give the shit car. Wow. Or back in the day, the car. What a great guy. Look, look how drunk he is. It's just so weird. Okay, so there's the, you have a TED Talk. KTED is there. Oh, I figured Elvis would go to their studio. No, no, they're going to do this at the Grand Theater. where it's uh, jalopy. You know, I was looking at the cases. Yeah. Oh, but Elvis wasn't driving, was he? No, someone drove it for um, drove. Uh, there was it was a guy in a uniform, just like I was talking about. Today it'd just be some. 
Are you tired of swimming through a sea of podcasts? Are ye on a raft without a patter? Well, gather around me, sea dogs, and get aboard me pirate ship as we set sail for the seas of MutinyRadio.fm. From there, you can captain your own pirate ship as you sail through over 44 different shows for all of your listening pleasures. They've got live comedy to small business advice, LGBTQ-friendly to sports, vinyl to gutter punk. MutinyRadio.fm has the best... Treason is the last of his felonious activities. The Trump brand is a unified voice and say, enough is enough. Um, what, what the hell are we talking about? Um, whiny people and their stupid complaints that we requested they send us. Why do we do this? Why, why are we doing this? <laughs> None of which matters in this equation because it is his choice to carry such horse shit on the fucking train. And he was yelling, he was like, Move that bitch, move that bitch and uh and uh I wasn't I wasn't. I'm just not. I'm not moving it, you know. I've arrived. Why should I move? I don't like what work has been giving us at our free lunches. One one five three four zero one nine seven six and it does not spell anything. One one five three four zero one nine seven six. Go for it. Call in, guys. right now. 
So listen in to the weekly review every Friday from noon to 2 p.m. joke workshop there's more than two peoples paying attention to your jokes and they ain't even gonna be jerks about it Daryl are you serious I can get people to listen to my jokes and they'll even say nice things to you before they tell you how to get improvements no way what is this dang nabbit thing called it's joke workshop joke Workshop? Yep, every Monday, 6 to 8 p.m. on the Mutant Radius. So you're saying I could tell my jokes every Monday from 6 to 8? That's what I'm saying. It's the Joke Workshop Mondays, 6 to 8 p.m. at the Mutant Radius. Yahoo! 499. Good evening there, my friends here at MutinyRadio.fm. Chester Cashcock here, and giving you my love and regard as well as movies over there. And uh, I just wanted to let you guys know that any time I go swimming in my vault of rare coins and piles and piles of filthy cash, I can't help but listen to Pamtastic's Comedy Clubhouse every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. I mean, if anyone who knows anything about comedy knows that Pamtastic's books the best of San Francisco and Beyond's underground comics. It's a great showcase, and they have a fun time at Pamtastic's deep in the Mission District where you can laugh off your tushy for near fun every Friday to 10 p.m. And I laugh because $5, I mean, that's what I use to wipe my tushy with. So to laugh it off for a mere $5 is indubitious. But if you can't make it to Mutiny Radio, well, don't even worry. Don't fret at all. You can simply download the podcast post-show and giggle in the comfort of anywhere, like your Aspen summer home on the mountain ridge with the kayak healing. So then all you got to do is just go to podcastics.pcrcollective.org slash comedy clubhouse, or you can listen live every Friday from 8 to 10 p.m. as your host Pam Benjamin brings you the best comedy from San Francisco and beyond the universe. And what's better than the universe? <laughs> it's a cash cock, honey. <laughs> Michael Spiegelman. And I am Carl, not Spiegelman. We're hosts of... <laughs> YouTube uh, with Michael Spiegelman. Follow us on the podcast by, with our acronym L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. We watch a full-length movie on YouTube with you, and you listen to the podcast and yeah. watch the movie at the same right. time. Yeah.
L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. L-W-A-F-L-M-O-Y-T. That's every Sunday, 2 p.m. Pacific Standard Time, or if you're Carl, 5%. 5% yeah. Right. I'm so time. lazy. Three hours later, I finally get to the show, 5 p.m. Let's hear the theme song. Oh. Uh, da, 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 da. Uh, let's watch full-length full movie. Oh, wait, let's do a full-minute promo. Oh, never mind. Bye. See, uh, see you next month. What's up, Oakland? Have you been missing out on live music and comedy? Remember Killer Dinners? Don't worry about a thing, because Soul Sausage Presents Pandementia has brought you the hottest freshest, sexiest new beast in the Bay Area. The Oakland Unicorn Speakeasy Comedy and Dinner Club in 